Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, stand by for Beverly Kennedy. This is Lifestyles Magazine Radio with Beverly Kennedy. Devoted to protecting lifestyles from Fort Lauderdale to the Palm Beaches and focusing on solutions to the challenges of Florida living. Your host, Beverly Kennedy, editor-in-chief of Lifestyles Magazine, has devoted a lifetime career to sorting financial facts from fiction. She's a trusted community leader and financial advisor with a record of integrity and accomplishment since 1977 in Florida. Beverly Kennedy is committed to stamping out financial illiteracy with researched and accurate facts, plus exclusive insights drawn from reliable sources not available anywhere else. Stand by for informative guests and stimulating conversation. This is Lifestyles Magazine Radio, and here is your host, Beverly Kennedy. And it is today live in action on WBZT.com. It will be on podcast. WBZT, 1230 AM Dow. This is Beverly Kennedy with the wonderful producer and Dynamo. Yes, Carol with an E. She is here and always so alert and so waiting for me because we've had a lot of news. (laughs) (laughs) From weather to predictions to what else is going to happen? What else is going to happen? I mean, in Washington, D.C., they are recovering from an extra couple million people, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, we have a new president, which we have been, I have been very, very excited to support. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm going to explain that I did vote not once, but twice for Barack Obama. Oh. I voted and I predicted that he was going to win because he had the gift a gift. It is a gift to speak so articulately well that you could follow him in the men's room. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't even know where you are. That's true. You could just listen to him. And sometimes, and it was his last speech, mm-hmm. he says the things that we want our young people to hear Yeah, about the Constitution, how important it was. Well, I have to tell you a little secret. If he would have given that speech for the last eight years, every single month, probably murders would have been down at least 80% in Chicago. Wow. Because he was a leader, and he spoke so elegantly. But for all of us that have followed him with love, and I love Michelle. I just love Michelle. She's beautiful. I've met her personally at least twice in my life. She's warm. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's a lawyer. She has a bright mind. Mm -hmm. She's been well-schooled, and she's very dedicated to America. I can't say the same about the entire presidency. I was very disappointed because I predicted that Obamacare was going to be a boondoggle. It was going to be a nightmare. I said nightmare. I did. 
Because you can't put in something that big and expect the computers to be able to handle it. So they broke down. (laughs) Okay, that was the first thing. And then year after year after year, if you do not put a limit on the greed of insurance companies, they will constantly raise your deductibles and charge you more for the insurance. This is a gimme. This is what we have. Now, quite frankly, I'm in a universal care property of insurance. What is it called? Medicare. That is universal. Everybody pays the same rate. And it gradually has gone up that the deductible is now like $182 a month. Not a month. Sorry. Sorry. A year. A year. And for somebody that is on a very strict budget and they're living, you know, just paying barely their water, do not keep their electricity on at all, barely eat. I mean, that's a lot of money to raise it Mm -hmm. by because they have no extra way of making extra income. So the bottom line, I was very, very disappointed in that. And quite frankly, I've been very disappointed that the Democrats played such a dirty game by not coming to the inauguration. I don't care what it's called, but it's sportsmanship, it's integrity, it's civics, it's discipline, it's what we do in America. We pull together and we say, okay, one team lost, one team won, now let's play ball, okay? Because there's going to be a next time. And I would be just as hard on the Republicans if they had as many people stay home and not attend the inaugural. I have to be honest about it. I don't care about party. And especially this new man, and he is new. We've never seen anybody like Donald Trump ever, 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 ever. Oh, no. (laughs) First of all, he's not been a Republican only about four years. (laughs) So when they keep on calling him a Republican, I sort of hold my breath, okay? Because he's conservative in certain ways. He's liberal in others. And quite frankly, now we're starting to to describe me because quite frankly, I am a combination of conservatism and liberalism and progressive. There are certain ideals and ideas that we have to change. And we have to at least have a place to go every day to examine what's new fact from fiction. Now, this is copywritten, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds good, but I copywrote it a long time ago for about 29 years now. Financial facts from fiction for fixing financial fiascos is something that I, it's a concept that I came up with. And I give it to you free by going to my web pages. Just Google Beverly Kennedy. Just Google BeverlyKennedy.com. Just Google LifestylesMagazineRadio.com. You will get the four outlines of what you do first, second, and third, why we have to plan, why we have to write down our goals, why we have to budget. These are things that we have to teach the citizens and people that come to our country, the people that are born in our country, the people that want to work and they want to retire and stay retired. Because unless you listen to this program, 
You do not get information like this. You do not get it. Do you get it? Have you gotten any of this information? No, no ma'am. So, and you are a Gen Xer. You I know. am. I mean, bluntly, you're not even a millennial anymore. The millennials don't know. I can tell you, they don't even know who the vice president is. <laughs> they are so out of it, it's unbelievable. Okay. They don't teach. I went over our report cards when I was young. I'm a baby boomer, by the way. Uh, when I was young, we used to be graded on civics. Oh, yeah. Discipline. Uh, tardiness, in other words. Conduct. <laughs> Conduct. I mean, these, I think we have to go back. I think we have to go back because... I even had teachers that would check nails. Oh, my, look, look, my nails They're are lovely. perfect today. They're I just lovely. got my nails done A today. A plus. A plus. Well, I have to tell you something. I did not watch the Million Woman March. I did not watch it, but I heard horrible things about it. It makes me very, very shameful women in America what happened? now. One is the derogatory language on these posters were were horrible. The actresses' language were horrible, including Madonna, including, you know, a couple others that we know very well that have, you know, done books naked. I mean, you know, quite frankly, everybody can throw stones at anybody. Well, Melania was naked, so. But she is a model. That is the model. Okay. In other words, she didn't pose just to be naked. She was in a uh, tastefully. No, I uh, saw some that were very racy. I did. Did you really? I did. Did mm-hmm. you? I'm like, oh boy. Well, look you at know this. what? If I had a body like that, I might do it too. Who knows? <laughs> Let's go back in time. Let's see it. <laughs> I'll be blunt about it because she, boy, is she a gorgeous woman. She brought you class. Bad. Hey, hey, back in the day when you were, you know. You oh. weren't bad at all. Come well, on. to be blunt about it, I remember taking a picture with, with a bikini. Ooh, I remember. There you go. <laughs> a little bikini, bikini weenie. I didn't show it publicly, you know, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that I didn't have some pictures. There you go. Every once in a while, I glanced at. <laughs> but nudity, especially since I was an artist and an art professor, oh, yeah. we had nude models we did, come yeah. in. Yeah. I, I did, too. Yeah, so it was not like, oh, my, oh, my, this is a sin, you know. I don't know about you, but we never had the best-looking people at in my school. At my college, we never had the best models. It was always someone that was, yeesh, God bless you, but, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's supposed to be there, but okay. <laughs> that's funny. And, uh, oof. Well, anyways, let's get back to the weather, okay? The so weather. I thought that... After the Million Women March, and they did not say nice things about anything, and they used profanity, and they didn't act much like ladies, to be very honest. I'll be honest, I didn't follow any of it. Neither did I. I'm staying away from all of this, whatever's going on with anyone. I'm in my own world. Yeah, well, actually, you're safe that way. Yes. You are safe. Yes. Because uh, one of the things I've learned, things change rather rapidly. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And you could find yourself alone you know for example somebody takes a picture at you with a sign you know takes a picture and you're about to become chairman of the board of a company 20 years later and then somebody shows the picture bottom line is is that it has ruined a lot of people's lives bad pictures at bad times oh, yeah. bad words are repeated remember so, vanessa williams i think it was uh, yeah. america mm-hmm. that ruined her pictures ruined her well but, there, not there's really. many stories there's many I, they took I, her I, crown away th- this isn't noon this is not noon i got a, i got an objective so let me get to my objective gotcha please. gotcha okay. okay today was 
historic, ladies and gentlemen. You weren't told unless you happened to catch the show. And it's on 1230 AM Dow. We're across the world. iHeartRadio, 6 to 8 live, Eastern Standard Time on Monday, and then it plays again on Friday from 10 to noon. And now we're on podcast on WBZT.com. Go up to the heading, hit media, roll down to, you know, Lifestyles Magazine Radio. So you can hear any show that you want to hear, and you could go to any of my web pages. We have archive shows. One of the things that I'm rare, I'm a teacher. I started off not as a money-grubbing, you know, <laughs> professional lawyer or CBA or business. I didn't take that. No, no, I wanted to be a teacher. And possibly I would have stayed a teacher, but the first thing that they cut was what I taught. So I ended up going into the financial, well, strategy, financial planning world in 1982. And it was rather new. They changed the tax laws for the first time in about 45 years. First time. Now they change the tax laws like every other day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you really can't bank on anything that was five years ago, four years ago, 10 years ago. You, that's why there's like 29,000 pages in the tax code. It's just ridiculous. It is now, uh, it's too much too unclear. And actually, if you ever get audited, the IRS has a percentage of being wrong in their references 87% of the time, because nobody knows the tax laws anymore, except people like myself that started off when it was the same for 45 years and then started in the business and applied that knowledge every day for the next 30 years. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Otherwise, it's just impossible to go back and learn 22,000, 29,000 pages. Just impossible. So I have figured out that the biggest risk to our financial security, and this is why we do cover this subject, is politics. Presidential politics has become more important and more important and more important. Now, Unlike most people, including my husband, who's a Republican, uh, and I have many, you know, Republican friends. Yes, I do. But I have many more Democratic friends. I really do. So the majority of the people down here are Democrats, Democratic Democrats, but not, not the parties. No. No, both parties have been rather corrupt with their power and rather selfish with their people that nobody has really taken care of the middle class American. Because there's a lot of people, and I happen to be one of them. I am not the rich Kennedy. I'm Beverly Kennedy, called the voice of the middle-class American on national television. And that was about uh, 1996. I am the voice of the middle-class American. That makes me different than most people. Most people like to talk about and take care of the very wealthy. Well, guess what? They don't need me. (laughs) 
<laughs> they have plenty of money. They really don't need me. They they could borrow every cent that they need. They have all the investments they need. They have everything that they need. And if you give them an extra hundred thousand dollars, they'll go and buy something like a really expensive putter <laughs> for their golf game. They're not going to redo any house because they've redone it so many times it's unimportant to them. They're not going to buy another investment property because they did that, been there. and But you give the middle class some operating capital at a low rate, and you're going to see genius arrive, come out, and see vision, and take chances. And that's the miracle of being an American. The middle-class American with capital at a low interest rate is a dynamo, is exciting. Every single minority is represented where I live in my neighborhood, every single representative, because they're entrepreneurs. They have their own little truck. They have their own little equipment. They either fix the sprinkler system or they clean the poles or they do the gardening or they do the gutters or they do the roof. You know what I'm trying to say? is that we have a whole lot of entrepreneurial spirits, but they have to have low-interest capital. They must have the availability, and that was taken away by our Republicans in the state of Florida, that you're allowed to charge 29.99% for any consumer credit in the state of Florida. Now, the governor signed that bill. We have a governor that really doesn't understand the cause and effect because he never was a politician before. Sound like somebody? But he's not nice. See, he's not giving. He's not charitable. He's not. And no, no, no. He's come here. He's never lived in Florida before. He just thought this was a place to take over. Okay? To be blunt about it. Where did he come from? God knows. <laughs> okay. I thought he looked rather odd. <laughs> If you have nothing good to say, say nothing. Gotcha. Okay? Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to say anything. But Understood. we have two more years with him, and that's it. But the middle-class American makes us different than anybody else, and that's why we are backing, and we have always on our show, somebody that's going to stand up and speak for us, and that is Samuel Lopez. And Samuel is from Coral Springs, but he goes all over the state of Florida, and he comes on this show every week at 6.30. And if he can't make it, if he can't make it, then, you know, we'll give him the next hour. But the bottom line is that there's nobody, and he's done a miracle. We're going to talk about it because when we discuss something, you just never know who's listening. Never, never know. So, Sam Lopez, how are you, my dear? I'm wonderful. Good evening. Good evening to you. And uh, we have discussed on this program the predatory lending problems, and of course they still exist. And we also discussed in broad terms, we're going to discuss it in greater detail, about the consumer problems, the predatory problems of consumer loans, consumer credit cards, consumer credit. It is a problem, isn't it? Yes, it is. And we want to make sure that people are aware of that there are traps all over the place. And the companies that are unscrupulous are more unscrupulous than you ever can believe. 
And I want to discuss and make sure that everybody is aware of this. Is it true, Samuel, because you're going to be our, our judge in about two years because you have this background and you have this understanding about, you know, who's telling the truth. If a credit card company does not contact you for a year, is there a statute of limitations if, if you, on your credit report, have them listed as a creditor? Yes, there is a statute of limitations. The statute of limitations for a, a service contract because you don't have, uh, per se, any sort of signature between the two, the two parties, and that generally would be a four-year statute of limitations. Okay, let me let me go back on that. So, in other words, if you have taken out credit when we had the crash, and it was about two thousand and seven. Okay, it's now two thousand and sixteen. So we we have a little bit of time there. Uh, you couldn't make your payment, and it just took some time, and you made payments towards it, and the company was very nice to you. But somehow, one of the people in their company sold that credit to another company, that's called phantom debt? Is that what it's called? Well, the, the phantom debt, yeah. And so what happens is your last payment, so you would track your last payment, and from that last payment, they have, they have four years to bring an action. Now, if it's not the credit card company that you're doing business with, it's this phantom company, mm-hmm. um, then that phantom company, when you go to court, you have the right to ask them, for the for the document that gave them the right to proceed with with uh, you know the lawsuit, and that's a big problem because when when these folks, uh, these collections agencies, these phantom uh, creditors acquire the all of this massive amounts of paper, they don't get any sort of technical assignment of mortgage or an assignment of note or assignment of debt. They just get them handed to them, and they go, here. Oh, they get a stack. Exchange, Don't they get a stack? Right, they get like, a stack of papers, yeah. and in exchange, there's money exchange, I'm sure, of some type. They pay you 10 never, cents on the you dollar. You never get a document that says, one cent on dollar. you know, bank A to phantom creditor B. And that's kind of important because, you know, in order for this person to be a legitimate real party in interest, they need to show their documents. Now, I, I'm going to hold, hold up because I understand that people don't understand this. I'm going to ask some very important questions to you, Sam, because I always mention the name of Midland Funding Incorporated from California. They, to me, are one of the worst cre- buyers of phantom credit. They buy stacks of could have been paid off by the original person that owned the note and the person who had the credit card could have been paid off, right? I mean, it, there's yeah, that happens uh, all the time. Okay, all the time. Yeah. So it, it, it's happened to me. So that's why I asked that uh, question. I want to bring it up. The, so, in other words, you have an accident. Somebody's dying in your family. You got to take care of your father. Uh, there's a whole bunch of quote things that happen when you're in your sixties. Bluntly. So, therefore, you don't have – you call up the credit card company, and some of them – some of them are very nice. I always found that Chase was the nicest. Uh, Chase gave me a uh, two to th- – I may think that we, we went to a three-year period, that they allowed me – it was automatically – they came and went into my bank account and took out the same exact amount. 
And over a period of three years, I paid them off. And they, they stopped charging me interest. And they knew that I was going through health circumstances. I, quite frankly, didn't have any short-term memory. <laughs> so wow. I had that concussion and then uh, post-concussion syndrome. And so it was impossible for me to really even carry on a long conversation on the phone. So they were very nice. Some companies weren't as nice as they were, okay? But the bottom line was when I did get what we consider um, a, an attorney to represent me and I did get a check I uh, for my medical bills and whatever, that allowed me to pay down some credit cards that weren't so nice, okay, to make a long story short. One of them was um, merchants, with business merchants or something like that. They're notorious. They also are notorious of being, as they say, very sloppy with their bookkeeping, okay? But they're not as half as bad as Midland, not half as bad. And so I paid them off. And so many years later, Midland buys so-called the debt. But they rounded up their numbers to 6000 <laughs> I don't know where they came up with 6000 <laughs> I never owed 6000 <laughs> It was actually under 4000 But But after I proved to them it's impossible, they, they made it at least a number that, you know, was semi-realistic but not true. So make a long story short, I talked to them about three years ago, and they were impossible to deal with. I didn't have anything to do with them again, Sam, okay? They sent me a letter stating that we received your letter of hardship. <laughs> it was never sent. It was never sent. I never sent them a letter of hardship. And why did you think they did that? They wanted it to become alive again. Because once you start talking to these credit cards, it opens up, it brings the six-year, now it's up-to-date, and you have to start all over again, right? Isn't that true? Well, once you make a payment, just by engaging in, in, in speaking with them um, does not, you know, toll the statute of limitations. It's when um, it is a, there's an actual payment made, because at that point, there, there really is no written documentation uh, in terms of your agreement with with any company, so oh, the they lowered way, the amount. They lowered the amount. I oh, didn't pay of them. They will because see, they're they're buying this pennies on the dollar anyway. So it's virtually you're virtually working. You know, the the credit card industry itself is a thousand percent uh, business that you know times over um, Visa, Mastercard. They 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 you know, they make their money on the interest. Um, it, it's notorious. Uh, however, the, the for the statute of limitations, it's from that last payment. Okay, uh, listen, listen made. to me carefully, because y you're assuming that they're honest people. They aren't. Number one, I never made another payment because I didn't owe them anything. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> I knew that this card by this company changed to Capital One. I knew that because they had the same telephone on the, their their quote statement that, that they were supposedly using okay it's it's a it's called capital one now it's not business merchant services anymore so it was a lie then they send a letter they lower the amount artificially that was on my credit report and they say we got your hardship letter 
we got, we received our I didn't send a hardship letter. I didn't send them nothing. <laughs> but they did it so because they served me papers. They served me papers last year. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. They served me papers and tried to call me to court. And I did two things. And you tell me if it's something that we should tell people to do because I did it pro se. Okay, are we ready? All right. I did an affidavit. And I wrote, you know, there's certain ways of writing an affidavit. And, of course, I used the Florida bar type of outline that you're supposed to do. And so I had some sort of idea what I'm supposed to say. I kept it to about three points. And then I had it notarized. Is that a good idea? Sure. Okay. Any type of response that you would give to a lawsuit, you could have it notarized or you can just simply sign it with your name. There's two key factors that have to take place. One is you make a copy of it, or now we have scanning technology. So you make a copy of it, and you have to mail it not only to the clerk of courts, but you have to mail it to the other side's attorney's law firm. Yes, and, and I did that, the of course. Of that. I, I did that, of course. Yeah, now the affidavit it's, uh, and could be uh, basically saying... That you have to have it notarized. I believe you have to have it, uh, an affidavit notarized. I believe that's yeah, yeah, what I it, it, Yes, but you don't necessarily need to file an affidavit in response to a lawsuit. Well, guess what? The affidavit, what? though, is wrong worked. because you're swearing <laughs> that everything you're saying is true. Um, the unfortunate thing is that in state court, uh, unfortunately, people lie, just like the credit card companies lie, just like you know people can lie. And so, But it's acceptable to give you know information that's not untrue. An affidavit, however stands on the proposition that you're swearing yes. on the penalties of perjury yes. that everything that you're going to state is true and correct. That's much so that, that m- helps, that's more that meat. helps the court more understand meat. what your position is. More meat and potatoes, and it will keep you alive. It will keep you alive, and it gives you some sort of strength and armor. It's a salvation. It's truthfulness. It, it gives you some – and I'm, I'm being honest with you. You're an attorney. You're a servant of the court. I'm a pro se litigant. I, I'm I'm pro se. Uh, if if we had the money to an afford an attorney when you're retired, um, you know, we we would need a lot of money these days. We would need an awful lot of money, Sam. We need an awful lot of money. So, uh, quite frankly, when you're over the age of sixty five, you are spending so much money for your either your supplements or your pharmaceutical. You know things that you have to take. I hate to tell you, but I think we're. I think my husband and I are close to a thousand dollars a month now, 
And uh, you say, how can you do it? Well, I do all, all, you know, no pharmaceutical drugs. But I am going into different situations. I mean, in other words, I have this I take for my my leg, and I take this for uh, my lungs are clear. Thank the Lord. I'm in great health. But And I have to use that spray every day. I have to take the vitamin D. I have to take the magnesium to keep my immune system. It gets more expensive and more expensive every year, the, you know, every two, three years that I'm, I'm getting older and older and older. But I'm in excellent health. That's the good news. Okay? My husband is alive. He shouldn't be here, but he's alive because of the technology that they have things to speed up his blood. But it's a very expensive medication, very expensive. And he does take some supplements, too, because they, he found that he's even better. So when you make these decisions, do you want to go to court because you know this phantom company has picked up this debt? I used the affidavit and I answered the complaint and said, there is no, your honor, there is no way that this company has anything to do with a debt that I have paid completely off at another time. And quite frankly, because I was ill, I couldn't give you the day and the date. But the bottom line was, I I didn't have the memory, if you remember. I had no action on this case after I did that for over a year. Is there any stipulation? Is there any appellate law that protects myself as a pro se litigant or someone that did, even if an attorney did it for me, that this company didn't do anything for more than a year? Right. So what happens is once you're in the court system uh, and your case has had no activity uh, for, I think it's actually a nine-month period. Okay. You you have the right, so you'd have to initiate to the court, or after a year has passed, and yeah. so the person that doesn't get an attorney or kind of just keeps an eye on things should be looking out for the court system because the court system itself has a triggering system to look at these cases that have been languishing with no activity for a year, and there's something called a lack of prosecution, whereby at that point in time, the court on its own, or you could nudge them after nine months, but I would wait. You know, as a pro se litigant, you may not know the rules, etc. But the, the court itself will nudge and file something called a notice of lack of prosecution, where at that point there'll be a notification to the bank and to you, or the, to, the, to the defendant, the, you know, the party that's involved in the lawsuit, that they'll have 60 days, meaning to show some record activity, or there'll be a date pegged in there that on that particular date, if no activity is conducted, that the case would be dismissed. Okay, and but we have to go for a hearing to get that done. So No, that's, no, the no. judge, the judge on, on their own will just go ahead and schedule it. Okay. it. It allows them to do that to clear out their dockets. Um, and it's a, now that we're on a computer system, especially with e-filing, system it's more efficient so um i've had several of these come through especially towards the end of the year it tends to do that in the in the month of december mm-hmm. whereby it just triggers a notice of lack of prosecution on cases that just have had no activity for that nine months 10 months 11 months 12 months okay here's the question we're talking about broward county 
we're talking about one of the worst court administrators possible uh, in the clerk's office. We're talking about unprofessional, probably even corrupt, okay? I did not get a lack of prosecution from the judge. I did not get notice of lack of prosecution from anybody. But I did get in December, December, this is now January, I did get the phantom company, Midland Funding, asking for, what do you ask for when you want to know what the, uh, 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 it's a, Motion for judgment. Motion for judgment. Is that is that something? Yes, like a summary judgment. Yeah, a motion for su- summary judgment. Were they allowed to do that if they did nothing for more than a year? Well, one of the things that you did was filing that affidavit. And as an affidavit, as a sworn document that uh, basically denies uh, that they have this valid debt, that, that in fact you're claiming that that was paid creates a disputed issue of fact. Correct. Which means, which means that the although you know someone could ask the court for a judgment, the court would not be able to just do that. The court would have to have a hearing to determine who's lying, who's telling the truth, and the court would have to weigh the evidence to determine who wins. So but, by virtue of filing that affidavit, the motion for summary judgment can be requested, but it would be denied. Okay, because it was included with the motion for summary judgment. So if any judge, any good judge, and I, this is a pretty good one, he's out in one of the satellites. He read it, and there was my, my affidavit notarized. There was my answer denying, and I asked permission for the statement to be used as evidence because it's the telephone number is the one for Capital One, and I have excellent credit with Capital One. Therefore, how could I not pay that bill? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, then they would, so now the burden would be on them to do that, and, and even as I was stating earlier, very early on, one of the things is prove to me that Disconnect, you know, that the first party gave it to the second party, and they have to provide that proof, or they would, or they would lose uh, on something called a lack of standing. Well, what they had was in their little, you know, fifteen-page documents. They had my stuff in there, which is good, good as gold, as good as you could have. I, I say, your, that your information is no. What, your information is meaningless. In other words, they could have, they could have a file on you. They could have. Documents that they put their nice and nice letterhead on the top. Yeah, they, they did it. They did an affidavit that we've taken over, but they have to show an agreement between Bank A and the, the plaintiff, which is Bank B, showing the transfer. No, That's there was extremely important. They make it up as they go along. They lie just like Aquin lies. They they somebody from the supermarket they have given affidavit. They don't they don't even work for the company. So the bottom right. line is that we have um, we are discussing that the people that are listening to this show that you you finally learn that number one. You either learn what you have to do to get it in timely. You must answer within 20 days. That is correct. That is true if you get any type of complaint against you. 
That's Even if you want to ask for more time, you could say, "Listen, I want to respond, but I'm I, don't, I need I'm I'm not well. Just some type of a response." No, I'm now better. I I actually am. I'm so much better. It's unbelievable. As a matter of fact, uh, I am thrilled to say that I just got checked out with everything being really good. I'm in good, excellent health, oh, which is well, wonderful. Fantastic. And um, I, I'm now past 36 hours. I've not even taken my little goodie that brings the anxiety down uh, that I start coming up in my physical attributes. Uh, I do not like feeling, you know, antsy or high strung or, you know, can't sleep, very fidgety. I don't even take I haven't taken that for 36 hours. And it's just such a light, light little dose. So good news is. What I surmise, because I've been studying through a course called the Jurisdictionary, I study what are the basic strategies that you have to do. So I'm a lot smarter than I was four years ago, five years ago, six years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago. For the last 15 years, I've had to do a lot of cases per se, basically because there's no money in the budget. <laughs> there is. You want to get an attorney? <laughs> well, that's why I want you. I want you to be there as judge, <laughs> Samuel Lopez. I, 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 I do not want to get somebody that doesn't understand what that company should have done but doesn't do. And they're going to be in front of him if we ever go to court. And I don't think we're going to ever go to court. But do you think I could ask for a, a dismissal with prejudice? Absolutely, you can. Because now, they've not done the anything, right? Is, now, the thing of it is, depending on the position that you're in, when you ask for the dismissal with prejudice, you carry the burden of showing that they don't have any way of amending their complaint. So the idea would be, uh, in your particular circumstance, you're trying to say, look, this company is one and the same. You have excellent credit, with net, which is now known as Capital One. Mm-hmm. And, in sure. fact, you've... You know, you have no way of showing that there's an, even an outstanding debt, forcing them to show the proof that they, they they have this debt. If they don't show the proof, then you would have the ability to go in because the prejudice um, dismissal. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Versus the dismissal without prejudice is very significant because most judges allow for plaintiffs, allow for people who want to come to court to be able to freely and liberally amend their complaint, meaning change their complaint for, to, to cure defects. 
But some of the defects that don't get cured are that agreement between A Bank and B Bank to show that they acquired this this newly found debt to proceed with the case prior to filing the complaint. They get so that, hundreds you know, of thousands of different, you know, phantom debts that they've bought for pennies on the dollar and maybe half a cent every 10 complaints or whatever. And they and it's well known because I, I researched them that they are a lying company. They they know very well that they're not legit. They know so what they well. do also is they prey upon, which is not not terribly bad either, because obviously, you know, as you stated, there are sometimes bad judges, bad lawyers, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that you also have an opportunity that if you know that you do owe this amount of money or somewhere close to that neighborhood ballpark figure, you can negotiate and allow that figure to, to come down. Um, and that's I don't owe them really, any really money. super important. I do not owe them any money. Why would I ever pay them? For what? Why would I? Why would I want to pay them off? Why? Because there's a chance. Um, that there isn't a chance. Not not in this case. They, well, they, they 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 take old debt and they change the names of the company. They change the. Na- they actually prove to me that they're they're liars and they. Well, I, I'll show it to you sometime because it's just so obvious. It's so obvious, and I've talked because I was a in small claims court. I I was a a mediator. I, the judges are aware of the fact. This is a lot of people because they don't speak English that well. They don't read English that well. They don't have a mediator beside them. They get caught in this quagmire that they pay off this debt like a hundred dollars a month for the next fifteen years. And they're paying off debt that they never paid, that they don't owe. Well, in that particular case, when they don't owe the money, then they have to fight like heck to, you know, establish that to the court. And then sometimes, um, you know, sometimes you need to also think, like, logically. So you want to maybe look at your bank statement to show the court, hey, look, I don't, you know, operate with cash. Here are my bank statements. Where could I have at least made this payment? At least once, you know, because they'll show, well, you know, he made a payment, say, in 2012, 2013. You want to maybe go back into your to your bank, your banking uh I'm not going to go that far because, quite frankly, I like to catch them where I can. And one is, is if they're a rat, they're known as a rat in the United States of America. And if the judge does not come very quickly to the conclusion that they are a rat company using a tampon attorney, and I'm a hometown gal here with an integrity factor. I'm not afraid to take him on. I'm not afraid to take him on. At well, you all. shouldn't. You should never be afraid to come to court, state your case, tell the judge, because the judge is a person, a breathing, living person, who's educated and, like you say, is not going to be is knowing when there's someone's getting snowed, you know, and trying to pull a wool over their eyes. And you know, one of the things though that's really, really super important is that when you recognize that you don't this company, I don't have. You know, any type of a, a payment towards that company, that's when the question has to be raised. How did they get the debt? From where did, where did it come from? That's a legitimate question that the judge would force. That's that a whole system out there, and we both know it. It's illegal. It's not gained gratefully or nicely or honestly. Somebody left the company and took a whole bunch of copies with them, and that's all they have is copies. They've never had. Then you, the yeah, then you have these collection companies that yes. say, "Well, we work for such and such," 
And at that point in time, you know, I, you know, I routinely, you know, tell folks that, look, you don't have to speak to these people. You could tell them that, you know, to put it in writing and do not give out your personal information over the telephone. Okay. I'm, they will I'm, use that. And now I'm going to talk to you like you're an attorney, okay? Don't some attorneys say, bring me your unpaid debt that's, that are, that's phantom debt, and I will make a suit against the credit card, not the credit card company, because actually I, I don't even have that credit card, uh, against the uh, oof, the the credit companies like Experian and all those other credit companies that ruin your life because it's on the report for years and it's bad it's bad knowledge it's bad messaging it's not true is it it's not true right so you want to so if you wanted to improve your credit rating yes you pull a copy of your credit score you go to credit um, dot com. You can go on any type of .com to get a credit score. Uh, it's very in, you know, inexpensive. When you see it on there and you notice, so, so you're taking now the initiative, and you could take the initiative by reaching out to those people. When you do that... You but don't you do it as an attorney? Don't you do it as an attorney? Oh, absolutely I do. And what happens is uh, you send out a letter to them disputing the debt. And at that point, you send, you send them a, a letter certified with return receipt requested so you know that they got it. Okay. And you have the proof to know that this particular company has now been informed that you've reported them on their, to the credit bureau that there's this outstanding debt that you're now disputing. They'll have, a, they'll have two shots for 30 days you're going to give them, and then you'll give it to them again for another 30 days. And you run the credit card, excuse me, the credit uh, report again, so you'll have it twice within a three-month period. And then you'll, if the credit card company is not removed the, the debt from there, you've explained to them, look, we've given you this opportunity, we've asked you to correct it, and now you've violated my rights uh, in terms of the credit. It's a federal violation. law. It's a correctly, it it's a federal law, right? Right, and at that point in time, then you have the right to actually initiate an action against that particular debt. Now, it could be not necessarily a credit card company, it could be a merchant, it could be you know any type of person that you know, somebody that, you know, lawn person to any type of a business establishment that reported that that, that you owed them some money for what, at one reason or another but can't prove it. Um, I brought up my credit right score. I brought up my credit score 100 points this last year. Pretty good. Wow, that's fantastic. You know how I did it? I paid down my debt. It's very simple. I didn't try to take off this Midland funding because... I'm aggravated that the company, if I know so much about them, then why does Experian and what's what's the Univision? What's what's all or the trans, trans, TransUnion? TransUnion. What's the other one? Equifax. Those three companies have had it on my report for at least ten years, nine years, nine and a half years, something like that. And this was. You know, like I said, I wouldn't have outstanding credit with Capital One that took over this particular credit, and it was under $5,000, which means it never would have gone to circuit court. Not circuit court, but it would, it would, go, it would go to binding, as I went through, mediation. It would go through binding mediation, right, if it's yeah. under 5000 Well, it's, a, it's basically a small claims matter. 
Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Only for a, a county court judge, but the county court judge would force you to go to mediation, and right. it's more of a informal setting, right? Because of the amount being under five thousand dollars. But by the same token, the same things are going to be required that the that they show that they actually have the right to proceed, that they have documents to show the transfer. In um, nine whatever. out of nine cases, the judge ruled for the person that was being held up against, uh, you know, truth, against truth, against even common sense. Right, because that, that's, that's a very significant thing that you don't want to, you know, forget that exists in a courthouse. Exactly. Um, Does it exist in Broward? <laughs> well, you know, that remains to be seen, but the idea is that definitely uh, you want to bring common sense, and of course there's common sense in the courtroom. You just got to, you know, let folks know about it but it has to be small claims. It, but he, they made sure it was over the amount, and the amount that I owed and paid off was $3,755, something like that. And I did it over a period of three years. I made payments every single month. They took out of my – because I could not discuss it even over the phone. I did not have the memory. I did not have the wherewithal. But I had to – you know, there's – there's money to be spent for supplements and for exercises and make sure that you have the home care. I do have a home care policy. The, um, it's one of the things that, that I make everybody get because if you're a woman, nobody takes care of you. But if you're a woman, you take care of your husband, you take care of your brother, you take care of your mother. Everybody, we're such giving people, the, the women. But nobody takes care of us. <laughs> Wow. If we have Never thought about it like that. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> See, these are these are, are truisms that I bring out because I've been the voice of the middle class American. I've not been the voice of the rich. I've had wealthy clients, and one of my partners was one of the wealthier people in the United States. The bottom line is, it was an experience, but I didn't change my ways. My client base has always been the middle class American, which makes us extremely terrific as a democracy and as a country we empower the middle class except probably i saw it go away less and less and less and less and less the last 12 years and that is why i supported donald trump and then i'm going to give you the last reason are you ready because he did it today you'll never believe this because i know you aren't told i know no one in florida has been told what did he do he took, he did a, an executive order and dismantled TPP, Trans-Pacific Partnership, which was a big secret because it was supposed to go in effect at the end of the year and then they tabled it. But it was a secret deal done with the Pacific Partnership. That means you name the country in the Pacific and you name it, and it was uh, going to be allowed not to – You did, they wouldn't have to hire an attorney, but they could come against any small business owner in the United States of America, and you'd have to use their binding arbitration. And they didn't have to use our consumer roles and regulations, and we had no consumer rights. How did you like that? Well, so it seems like Mr. Trump is in the right direction of providing justice for the middle class. Absolutely, absolutely. And nine out of nine people do not know what I'm talking about. But that's the facts that we had Professor Tim Canova come on here. He announced he was running for Congress against Debbie Wasserman Schultz that supported TPP. 
And the bottom line is the rest is history. So we'll be back after the second hour. I want you to come back with that one announcement. So after, you'll come back, okay? Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go away. There's much more coming up in the second hour of today's Lifestyle Magazine Radio. Beverly Kennedy and her guests will return following a news break with more informative and intelligent conversation, focusing on solving problems to protect your lifestyle. A production of Diversity Planning Institute. Welcome back to Lifestyles Magazine Radio. You're listening to Beverly Kennedy and her guests, sorting financial facts from fiction and working to stamp out financial illiteracy in Florida. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is live radio and your calls are welcome. In the Palm Beach area, call 561-844-6167 or toll free from anywhere, 1-800-889-0267. Now back to Lifestyles Magazine Radio and Beverly Kennedy. Yes, and sometimes I could be a little controversial because when I have something, I say it. <laughs> but it's been well-researched. I have the, as they say, the experience to back it up. And I do not lie about anything because I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, so help me God. Because Carol with an E is looking at me. No, she's not looking at me. I am now. Okay, she is now. And and she knows that I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, so help me God. And that is the idea of this program. Somewhere along the line, we have to have an attorney that someday is going to be a judge. Let's see, in about two years, about two, a little bit less than two years, uh, Samuel Lopez will become a judge in Broward County so that we have somebody that I know is going to help the middle class of Broward County, that's going to help the citizen that maybe doesn't speak English that well and doesn't read English that well, and that gets taken to the cleaners, as they say. The, the judge will be the judge for the people to present justice, and that man is Samuel Lopez. Welcome back. Glad to be back. And uh, how's that baby coming? Because you have a baby coming pretty soon. Well, he's he's almost there. He's and, almost uh, there. Yeah. Yeah, we're waiting till March. March. Wow. That's not far. Not far no. at all. What date in March? Is it the beginning or the middle or end? The 13th. The 13th. Okay. Well, if it's March 4th, that's that was my dad's birthday. So. Oh. 
Just, but we'll uh, see, and you, you never, never know. know. What you it, never you know, know. It's God's will. You so. never know. One <laughs> never knows. Because uh, it's the cycle of life, and I'm th- just thrilled that you're going to have a baby pretty soon. Not you, but your wife's going to have a baby. <laughs> but yeah, well, we're both a be, part of it. You so. certainly are a part of it, <laughs> certainly. Now, you did something which was amazing because you came on here, and you advised all of us that the Supreme Court ruled on something that wasn't going to be for our welfare. It was the Bertram decision. Is that what it was, the Bertram decision? Yeah, the Bar- Bartram. Bartram the Bartram decision. And then you found out, and you said last week that you found out good news. Can you describe that whole change so that those well, people that... Sure. Can so I was researching some of the uh, um, things that, that were going on in the opinion. Uh, there's actually a concurring opinion that offered some type of loophole or some things weren't so clear. And you know, I just took it for granted uh, that these things would just kind of evolve into more litigation, more cases coming before, because there were some pockets that were not understandable in terms of how the court arrived at its decision, and uh, there were some genuine questions. Well, I come to find out in doing some research and also trying to figure out who voted and what the voting was. Because I, so I, f- I asked that question. <laughs> you did, you did, and I did some research, and it turns out, though, that the hearing uh, is being, or the, excuse me, the opinion is being reconsidered, reheard, and there's been a filing of a re- motion for rehearing, and then there has been a response uh, by, the, uh, by the lending institution as well, and it seems like uh, the Supreme Court uh, is giving a second look um, and to, to actually maybe clarify and or change. Or reversing, their position. or reversing yeah, their position. that's very possible. And so, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the gentlemen. jury's out at this point, and it's in those folks' hands. The bottom line is is that if you didn't have a program on radio that was discussing that judges sometimes let let things pass, they don't understand the cause and effect and the ramifications because it was a terrible ruling. It was. We would have had problems for all of those, including my husband and I, with the predatory lending after you come up with a loan modification, after you sign all the papers, after you make the payments for months, all of a sudden they add on something that's not even in the original documents. Wind insurance and hailstone insurance at the tune of over $5,000. And then the second year they tag on another $5,000. They say that I owe over $10,000. And you're talking to somebody in Texas that, you know, with a little broken English, nothing personal, but the bottom line is, is they could care less about you. They could care less about that we live in Florida and we have certain protections that about wind insurance because we are unique to anybody else in the United States, right? I mean, we are. Yeah, unique. well, certainly, well, certainly, the the in the opinion it talked about that the Bartram case simply was being considered solely on the issue of a statute of limitations and and that there was a, a, a prior dismissal. So it doesn't really address your particular set of circumstances where in you know where you had that first case and you had resolved it and you resolved it in such a way and now they're going to kind of bring in more or some type of additional addendum because they're matter. known some for other, this some other obligation that was never even you know considered or, or thought about in the first in the first proceeding so now you made a modification and you you made a deal with these folks 
and now they're adding on, like you're saying, this wind. So how does that play out? And, that, and that's where I think too one of the one of the things that has to kind of get tied up a little bit in terms of you know what the parameters are because you know um, you know uh, clearly you're not supposed to get you know five or six turns at bat you know in a courtroom. You and know, you by the way, Carol, Carol, your mom with her mortgage. What did they do to her? It's the same company, by same the way. Same thing. Well, okay. they would say every month she was behind a month. So so they kept on tacking on late charges. Yes. Well, that, okay, well, that is all on onto itself a problem because, as you know, the amortization scale, which is how they even, you know, figure out what you owe in terms of the interest rate, every day there's interest tacked on. So if she's being, quote-unquote, considered a month behind, Boy, oh boy, you'd be, it could run into the hundreds of thousands, of, you know, obviously depending on the, the amount of the loan, but it can get into a very high number just simply on the fact that they're not accurately calculating when the payments are due. Exactly. Because if you're constantly in the arrears, I mean, because, you know, folks talk about if you pay ahead, you know, one month, that could be put you even further along in terms of a payoff, but consider the opposite. When you're behind a month and getting charged a late fee, you never get to you know, accomplish paying off that principle, and it could be very, very costly. Let me tell you something. You know, I I was an arbitrator for many years uh, for the securities industry, which means I I was a judge in binding arbitration. I actually, but I was an industry arbitrator, so nobody could fool me. They actually had a desk at the brokerage houses that when the mail came in, they would stick it on that desk. And they knew that that mail wouldn't be open because that guy was on vacation for six weeks or five weeks or four weeks or he broke his leg and his, you know, his mother-in-law had a collapse and he wouldn't be back for two months. They did that on purpose. And so what people don't understand is that money never went into the account like it should have earning interest like it should have. And the bottom line is, is is that we had banks that would take the deposit and hold the deposit, and then they would set an avalanche of charges that you didn't have any money in your account, and we paid this one, and we paid that one. The bill was, you know, like for $32, and they charged you $35 for the check. And then you owed more because your thousand or two thousand dollar deposit didn't even get credited for like ten ten days or twelve days, which is just lunacy, lunacy. So we have had corruption in the state of Florida on this. We have had corruption. We've had corruption all around, and it's so back now, again. Yeah, so that, but but because of that, they actually implemented rules, and actually, well, and of course, the you know evolvement to where we have now the CFPB, but. In that circumstance, the, the, the Consumer Financial days, Protection yeah, Bureau. Three days, it has to post. Okay. So if you're you're going to dispute it, you made your payment. If you can just show that you had written the check, you have some type of stamp evidence. It, it's three days. So once you make that payment, they have to post it within three days. Well, mine does it that night. They they do it that night because well, I'm at yeah, Paradise. Well, yeah, of course, no, we're automated. We could use you could use your bill pay from your banking system. That's the best way to track it. But the idea is is that they only give three days um, lack, so that guy that's you know on vacation, too bad, or you know having a going through a personal issue, too bad, so sad. That payment is deemed paid, and you just got to show that you mailed out your payment, or you know explain that to them. Because so that's something that's been right. That's been 
you know, notoriously uh, used and, and exploited. So you are going to get back with me, and you're going to talk a little bit next week about the National Consumer Law Center, and we're going to have a little description on that, and then I'll be ready for it because I did. I had a funeral today, and then oh, I went oh, up so to sorry. an appointment, then I came back to you know visit with the family, the very close friends from not only. Uh, my sponsor for the Rotary Club, but also uh, associates in dealing with public relations. I, the Kays, uh, Bonnie and John Kay, they're like the, the best people with public relations in the world. And we've we've done cases, you know, they've had guests on my show, and they're just the loveliest people. And John was president of our club at Rotary, downtown Boca Raton. And he was, um, he lost his father. And we were in a meeting on Friday with, you know, uh, new clients of his that they he wanted me to meet them and we were talking then all of a sudden he got the phone call and he, he just put his father in hospice and he he, he didn't stay there 24 hours and he died oh so uh, uh today i was the most unprepared for a show than i've ever been because i didn't even have my stack of papers with me i had some things in the car but i actually wanted to tell you the tpp Trans-Pacific Partnership. That was the sole purpose why I endorsed Donald Trump over a year ago. That was the sole purpose that I knew that it wasn't a Democratic problem. It wasn't a Republican problem. It was a problem with our United States Senate, our United States Congress, and the President of the United States because it was Barack Obama that made it secret. He, He gave an executive order for it, and that was against the premise of law against the premise of our Constitution, that it was to take away our justice system, to take away our rights as business people, that we could have a foreign entity come in and sue us with an arbitration board from another country? Give me a break here. (laughs) What's wrong with this picture? Well, it was Tim Canova, a Democrat, a Democratic Democrat, a professor of Nova Southeastern University, and he teaches governmental finance and he teaches law. And he's the one who told us. And because we were educated and because I spent no less than probably five hours examining fact from fiction on this, that I was able to discuss it every week. But every single – right? Well, actually, you weren't with us that long. You weren't there. No, I started in June. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you heard me talk about TPP. It wasn't like, you know – Correct. I said it was the most important issue of the campaign. It was the most important issue of our life. Sam, it would have been the end of our judicial system, the beginning of the end, and the beginning of the end of America being for America. It would have been for other countries having equal rights to come in and to sue us. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So if anybody ever says to you or me, I have the truth, the whole truth, Barack Obama Thanks for giving a great last speech. But I'm going to be blunt about it. We don't have an orator as a president. We have a man with a purpose. And we have a man that has a plan. And we have a man that has a strategy to bring jobs back to America. And I am going to be for that man. And if I hear any little radio talk show host on 610 badmouth that man again, I'm going to start badmouthing him. Because he's the one who said, you could take my word. 
You could take my word. I'll bet money on it. We have a winner for the next campaign. And what was it? Hillary Clinton was going to win? No, no, I'm sorry. Hillary Clinton wasn't going to win. She was the worst candidate you could ever have for president. No, Nobody worse. You know, we, we could have had a, a race if we had Bernie. We could have <laughs> probably he would become president if we if we had somebody as honest and good that I know personally as Joe Biden. But the bottom line is, is is that we had a Democrat that changed parties, and this has been done before. An actor changed parties. <laughs> His name <laughs> he was Governor. Yeah, okay, he lost a few, uh, maybe two two elections before he became governor, and then he lost for president. So it's not like that he hasn't lost. You know, Reagan wasn't a, he didn't go through some hard times, but he had a purpose. And I helped him with that purpose as a radio talk show host. I did. And I'm going to help Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, with the same purpose. He gets out of line. What do you think I'll do? Do you think I'm going to Clearly roll over? express your views. <laughs> I will express my views. Exactly. And I have. He has to be, because he's on his own, he's independent. He has to understand that we need the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. But I want you to talk about next week the National Consumer Law Center. I want to find out really what they do. I want to find out if I should be pushing them more, if they should have a chapter down here in South Florida, if they should be earned media on the station. In other words, I've been offered to bring this show on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio.com iHeartRadio.com, that means you put three shows together and you enter it to do it. I've been given that opportunity. And the bottom line, that that puts us in a big league, the big, the biggest league, because even though we have more than a million followers on this show, I want you to know uh, there's a half a billion on the other. <laughs> radio oh, sure. Half a billion. And they have the power of the vote. Uh, well, they're not all Americans, to be blunt about it, but they do. We get across. I get across America now. I do, because I've been in politics for a long time. And people know that I'm, you know, I don't mess around. I either talk factual. I, If I realize that Carol's mother is being duped, I'm going to make sure that she gets help. If I get help, she's going to get help. In other words, we're going to help the middle class. And do you know what, what uh, Aquin told me? Well, what about your neighbors that live two doors from you? They they pay for wind insurance. Well, I think they bought the house down there probably for about about 15 years ago. I've been in my house for 33. 33 years. And clearly, you know, you know, the, that whole insurance issue is is what what's happening now. So, even 15 years ago, maybe, it's a different there, story. there can be uh, some preemption to that. The, the bottom line is is that I've had the same house for 33 years, and I've had many different mortgages on this house, and only one year did I put on citizens' wind insurance. And when we did have an – by the way, did you remember the storm last night? Did they wake you up in the middle of the night? It was about 3.15 in the morning. I swear to God, I thought the neighbor right over the fence from me, right over the fence – right over the fence there's a, a pull in between you know i have a big pull but but it's it's on the other side of my house i thought they were going to be burning down 
because they have these high rods, all these aerials sticking up in the air, and the lightning was cracking over their house. Honest to God, it looked like fireworks. It looked like fireworks. And there was water coming in. I'm covered by flood insurance, so I would have been covered. But when it, the water was coming in by the buckets, I had to close every window and get the, the towels out. It, you just have no idea. It was really scary. It was very scary. And then, you know, we woke up in the morning, the sun was out, and everything's fine. That's that's Florida for you. Florida. Exactly. So, uh, but we don't have hailstones. We don't have, uh, when it's wind, if you have the right roofing, which I do, if you have the right area, which we're in, we are in a flood zone, but we're not in, We. I've never had a claim. I've never had a claim for Anything that would be paid, nothing would be paid that really gets hurt in a hurricane. Nothing. No matter what policy I had, no matter how much I paid for it, they do not pay for any outdoor furniture, outdoor awnings, outdoor fencing, outdoor, you know, anything. Nothing. Nothing at all. No landscaping. Nothing. So what's? it's a waste. <laughs> it's just an absolute waste. <laughs> I, I'm not running you for governor yet, but you're young enough that we'll see, okay? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> you know, uh, I fought hard for TPP, and I just won the war today. And I'm very happy about that. And I'm very happy that I could tell you that NAFTA didn't end up being a great joy either. And he's going to go after NAFTA and redo all the NAFTA negotiations with our neighbors because we've not gained a dime. We have not gained a dime. We have not gotten better produce, and we have not gotten better prices, and and we have such inequitable inequitableness with other countries dealing with our exports and imports. Just, just it's not fair. It's not good. And we've exported a lot, but I have to tell you another little secret, Sam. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, a little secret. It came to me a couple of days ago. It was about three days ago, maybe four days ago. I Sometimes I lose track of time. But it was, you know, before he took the oath of office. I just got the word that I was right supporting Donald Trump. I was absolutely right. And the middle-class American that came and watched him was right. And the evangelistic people that I know and love the Lord prayed that they supported him this time. They did the right thing. Why? Because he has put on his cabinet the richest, most powerful men, <laughs> okay? No lobbyist can buy them. Not one lobbyist can buy those people. Not one pharmaceutical company can buy those people. Do you understand? Yeah, and, that's interesting. And that is an interesting concept. Also, are you ready for this? And you know it as well as I am. Well, maybe you're learning it because, quite frankly, I, I've been on boards before, board of directors before, many corporations. I've been the only woman. <laughs> I have to tell you that, too. Okay? They're all men. They go, hey, Harry, Harry, uh, and this is what Trump does. Harry, uh, call, you know the president of GMC, General Motors Corporation. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I play golf with them every other Sunday. Okay. Would you tell him to invest a billion dollars and we're lowering the taxes uh, on corporations and this is the time to do it because we have to make America great again? And you know what he does? 
he calls Harry. He calls Harry. And you know what Harry does? He calls up the president and says, I heard you need a billion dollars. Okay, I, I will commit to a billion dollars. I heard you, that you, you want us to bring at least 10,000 jobs back again. Okay, you got that commitment. All right. And that's how they talk. I swear to God, that's how they talk. And that's how easy it is for them. I can only hope. It's so easy for them because they don't need money. But they can see our country going down the drain. We are not number one in education. We are not number two in education or three or four or five. Our reading levels are really dismal. Our reports are not good. We have the worst, as they say, morality. You, you only have to look at the women, how they were at that, that event, and what they wrote on the, the placards. Being a lady means something else rather than saying a lot of bad words. Being a lady means something. And there's nothing wrong with being a lady. I love being a woman. I love it. But I don't mind saying that I understand men. I understand that men like to get to the point very quickly, and they call each other up, and they say, Ross, uh, if you could bring, uh, you know, a thousand dollars to my charity, well, I'll bring a thousand dollars. I'll bring ten thousand or ten million or sixty billion. I mean, that's the way they talk. That's their language. A lot of people don't understand that rich people hire people. Rich people hire CPAs, lawyers. Uh, redo their homes in Florida, buy another home in Naples, and then go over and buy one, you know, in Boynton. In other words, that's how it works. That's how it works. And we're, we've been so far to the left of the till of the hun. We got so so far away from real capitalism. Real capitalism is entrepreneurial. Real capitalism is good for the middle class American. And when you rise, when the tide rises, all boats, no matter if you have a little dinghy or if you have a yacht, they get higher in the water. They all rise. Everybody rises. And if you have the dream come true, then you could become, you'll become judge. That much, I know. You're going to become judge. Sam. Pray on it. Okay. And you need to keep me posted uh on what you know if anything happened with us what you know what's what's doing there i didn't hear anything but if i figured if i didn't hear anything nothing happened uh but no news is generally good news um, so okay it does take a little bit okay it's okay it's okay but but i want you to know uh just sometimes we get so busy and my my husband wasn't feeling well a couple of days i had a little little setback there so um yeah, he's, he's doing he's doing much better, much better. But look, listen to me, Sam. You're the future. My, uh, you know, Gen Xer that I'm looking at who wants to get away from me because she doesn't want to know this. She doesn't want to know this, but she knows that she must know this because she wants to help her mother and she wants to help her brother and she wants to have you. Don't you? Don't you? Of course. Yes. That whether we like it or not, I wasn't born this way. It took me many years. But we have now a computer. And we could go on the computer and we could ask almost all. You know, we have 332 million people in America. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. 
$332 million. I heard somebody on television say it was billions. We have 30, 300 million, billion people. I swear to God, I heard them say it. I heard them say it. We have so much misinformation going across the airwaves that I can't stand it. So you have to go to the computer. How many people are over the age of 18 in America? 332 million people. How many people voted for Hillary Clinton? <laughs> How many people voted for Donald Trump? It didn't come close to that. <laughs> okay, you hearing me? <laughs> when they said she won the popular vote, uh uh-uh. uh. What did I call it? I said it was a race to the bottom, and I know that Hillary was going to come out to the bottom. And so that was the deal. But fortunately, we did elect the right man, and he is going to make America better. If it's been as bad as it's been, it's going to be, it's going to be better. It's going to be better. And in two years, we're going to see some real results. Today, I feel, you know, confirmed. I just have to get across to him that he can't take, around, take away the, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. I'd like to give it more teeth, to be very honest. I'd like to give it more teeth. And I would like it to be more regional so that it's not just a- It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Washington. Okay. So uh, I, I will still put in my two cents about that. But I love them, and I love Judicial Watch. I love them. And if you want the information, you go to judicialwatch.org. They came up with the FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act, and they have the resources, 50 Beverly's, <laughs> Tom Fittens. They have, they, have the, they have the resources. But there's only one of me for this show, and then I have your genius, and then I have wonderful Carol that produces, and then we have wonderful Rich Loeb, who, without his mechanical genius, we wouldn't be able to do what we do, because somebody would be breaking down my t- my computer every day. They try. <laughs> they certainly try. <laughs> so, um, you go back to work. I'm going to go back to uh, t- discussing a few things, <clears throat> and I'll see you next week. Talk to you next week. Okay. Great. If not bye before. Now. Okay. Bye bye. So let, we're gonna take a little break. Little uh, rejoin. We'll be right back. Stand by for more Lifestyles Magazine Radio with your host, Editor-in-Chief, Beverly Kennedy. This program is a production of Diversity Planning Institute, producing public affairs radio, TV, and web education programming for local, national, and worldwide distribution. You can participate in the conversation right now at 1-800-889-0267. Toll free from anywhere. Now more of this week's show. And here's Beverly Kennedy. I have two great events coming up at Mar-a-Lago one of them it's coming up that uh today is the 23rd it's going to be the 25th wow. and then we on the 28th we have the museum of art at boca raton it's going to be venezia the venezia just wonderful event strolling music and food all around and absolutely exquisite atmosphere and then the next day if you join as a family for $80 you will be able to see the opening that I see the night before 
Very okay. cool. Very nice. And it's, so it's a fundraising event uh, on Saturday, but Sunday is $80. The whole family can come to the museum, and it, that's for the whole year. It's for the whole year. You can't beat it. Not bad. Not bad. And so uh, it will keep everybody busy and supportive, and you get discounts and you get notices of, you know, the freebie goodies, which is great, wonderful. And remember, save the date on February 17th, the Paris Impressions up close and personal an opportunity to learn about the inner workings of an orchestra it's going to be a reception and silent auction at 10 30 in the morning eleven forty-five program and luncheon to follow from my wonderful organization and with me my co-host for next week and that is going to be our beautiful carol bucard uh, carol bucard who's going to be with me when we attend the the Venezia event on Saturday and also at Margalar on Wednesday. So we'll be discussing those things, okay? Very nice. And uh, we are happy to report that we are alive and well, and I have faced 36 hours. I am cool as a cucumber. The only thing that woke me up was a typhoon. The storm, <laughs> yes. Me too. It woke me up. Lightning. Thunder, water, I mean, pouring in, unbelievable. For me, it was the wind. Oh, my God. The amount of wind. I went to bed with every window open. I had no idea. I had no idea it was coming. I really, luckily, I had some clothes on (laughs) because I was running around pretty good. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Remember, judicialwatch.org. We're going to try to get them on the show in the next couple of weeks. And... Uh, let us give our president a prayer. Let us give our president a chance. Let us give our president the opportunity to do wonderful things for us. Enough of the complaining. Hillary has lost the election. Get over it, okay? No matter what you say, ladies and gentlemen, we are not going to believe all of a sudden a man that has built an empire across the world, across the United States, even in Washington, D.C., even in New York, uh, even here in Florida. I mean, we are going to do very well in Florida because we will have the president of the United States have a place here for the winter or visiting for the holidays or whatever. It's right up the street. It's not far. It sure is. Not far at all. I drive past it all the time. I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, I'm not going to say exactly because he doesn't need a whole lot of people getting off that exit whatever it's a nice piece of property nice beautiful piece of property beautiful as they say beautiful and um visited just to see where that where everything was because it's been about eight years and then i looked around the neighborhoods and whatever it was really it's very interesting imagine being his neighbor huh Imagine. Well, you can't get the, the president is my neighbor. <laughs> well, but you know, there's a street there that oh, I sure. probably took over the houses for the Secret Service. Already. Oh my goodness, probably did. You know. probably. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm looking forward to next week, and I have I have something to ask you. Me? Yes. Go ahead. You are my reality. I am I. Yes. Okay. Yes. I've heard trash talk this weekend. I have had trash talk uh because of uh the president Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's not an orator he's a businessman sure a smart man he is Mm -hmm. he has gorgeous wife he has a gorgeous family his you gotta admit that it looked like camelot again you know were you were you impressed with melania's outfit and i uh, sure but i was with michelle's as well 
And well, but the, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, okay, okay. Michelle has left the office. Okay. I'm saying also uh, for the inauguration for them. I loved it, wonderful, and I loved Michelle. Okay, I we can't do anything about the past. Sure, but can we objectively pray for the health and the safety of the first family and the sanity and the sanity and for the press to look he's not going to accept a, a, just a downright lie he just doesn't let it go by i am myself i'm like that too you know that you've, you've learned that sure. about me i'm like that too uh if i catch a lie like that there are 300 billion people in america you know that well maybe they want to lift up the numbers so that when they say that she got almost 4 million more votes than or 3 million more votes than the president that it means something well when you realize it's she got 1% of a population are people still talking about this they're still talking about it i think it's time for us to move on it's time okay so i heard it from my gen xer that it's time to move on okay it's like a breakup it's it's done it's over okay it's done it's over uh msnbc that means you uh abc uh cnn uh, the only one that's moving on is fox and i i have to give credit i heard brush limbaugh today mm-hmm. i have never heard him smarter he was smart today he discussed the situation probably as smart as i've ever he examined it and called it for what it's worth is that they just can't get over the fact is that things are changing and they're going to change for the good that's the cause and effect of it isn't it time to thank god we have somebody that cares about the middle class american and thank god is going to bring back jobs for americans is there anything wrong am i foolish to think that this is a good idea Hmm. no so do you do you feel that the your, your generation talks about different things are they talking about this and at least is it breaking through that the man is bringing back our jobs that's good this is good 100 percent of my friends do not like him I, I don't care if they if they hate him i don't care okay i don't care so i can't give you a, uh, i don't like them either i don't like your friends because they aren't giving our president a chance so I don't care about your friends okay. liking. Will they get through their little heads now? Over time. That their, their future depended on TPP being eliminated today. I don't think so. I don't know. I do don't they know, know that? Do, do they understand that their whole life was about to change? Because Obama did it in secret. He he. It was supposed to be voted on by Congress. He let it pass. I see the dialogue between friends, and I stay out of it. Okay. So I'm but not, I'm not uh, civic-minded or political. And What do you think? Don't you think you should speak up a little bit? You, you Sure, and I did. Okay, okay. And <laughs> I did, and they loved what I said. I okay. wrote a very nice message, and I said, we don't like him. I don't like him. But let's give him a chance. He hasn't even been in office yet at the time. He yeah. hadn't even been in office. Let us pray and hope that what everybody's saying, I hope I hope he proves us wrong. Prove us wrong. That's the best attitude of Lead all. us. Just lead us. Prove us wrong. 
because somebody asked me, would you would you have gone to the as a Democrat, would you have gone to the inauguration? And I said, absolutely. I wouldn't have gone as a Democrat. I would have gone as an American. Mm-hmm. I would have gone to witness history. Yes. I would have gone because if I would have been invited, when am I going to, who knows when I'll be invited. If I would ever have been invited, I would have gone to witness history, to speak with people, to see and, and but you know, most of my friends would have said, no, hell no, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gone. We would have protested. Protested. And. Where does that get you? I don't know. Someday those pictures are going to show up at the wrong place. Trust me. They do. They generally do. Yeah. The person that took the picture with an alligator costume and Brad government lost his job. These pictures are insidious. They, they, they turn up at the wrong time. You have to make sure that you're, you're not around the wrong people. You really do. I know. It's, it's, it, it's dangerous. And there are some real loonies out there, real big loonies. I'm not for loonies. I'm not for destroying property. I'm not for... Does it make them feel better that they broke the glass windows of some nice shops and buildings? I, I, I don't mean, know what that ever... It's it's mob rule. One guy starts it and then the, the rest... I, I wouldn't have participated. I'll tell you on a personal note what infuriated me. For me, on, on in my personal life, I need insurance. Okay. And to in order to have benefits... In any yes. company, you have to be. You have to work forty hours or more. You have to work. You have to be full time. Right. I'm not full time. And you I've, do know that this is going to change. You do know that. I hope so. You, you do know that uh, that's one of the things that the president, the new president, has promised. The old president said, "Don't worry. Don't worry. Be happy." Your rates are going to go down for a family $2,500. You'll have the doctors if they choose. It ended up being not true, okay? No, I didn't like I never liked it. Um, Obamacare Obama- is not. I never liked it. What did I get offered today? I got offered Cobra. What's worse? Cobra. Cobra is so expensive. It's expensive. I cannot afford it. So actually, uh, there has to be a sliding scale uh, where it's, it's very ridiculous. easily attainable what our quote mean salary i think someone thinks let's help her let's send her let's offer it it doesn't i've been on cobra before it's i lost money it was expensive uh what i recommend for you is that you find a medical clinic they do have them around well i was insured by the county for a while okay in the beginning uh when i when i was still an intern okay because i wasn't making Hardly, I wasn't. I was an, a paid intern. Yes, I was very fortunate. Okay, good. But then there's like this little. You're making a little too much to be insured by the county. But the bottom line is, <clears throat> it's now time that it could be uh, a national plan that you could get into because a national plan means that you can buy your insurance out of Idaho, hmm. Iowa. You could get your insurance in Nevada. You get your insurance done in. Uh, uh, not California particularly. It's pretty expensive there. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
California. <laughs> uh, it sure is. Um, Idaho is one of the less expensive places. South Dakota, North Dakota. Um, I'm trying to come up with some inexpensive places that you'll be able to get in Arkansas. Okay. And you could get a plan in Arkansas that you pay what they pay in Arkansas. Okay. And that's probably much more affordable than something that is offered right and here. Let me tell you, the county the county insurance is probably one of the best insurance plans I've ever been. It didn't cost me a thing. And I got every, I was covered fully, fully right. covered. Wonderful. And I had all the tests that I needed, mm-hmm. mammogram and all that business. And, you know, you make too mu- a little too much. And it's like, yoink, here we go. Just terrible, terrible. So... so Health insurance is one of your greatest concerns. Yeah. And, and, and my, my future, I'm 46 years old. I don't have anything saved. That worries me. I want you to put it, you know, go towards a Ross IRA because and you I don't spoke, need the deductions. I so. spoke with my mom and she said, I have one of those. Yes, you should start one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Even if it's $50 a month. Yeah. Uh, and you know you could away $50. We both know that. because So while everybody's carrying on about how much they hate this person and that, I have my own problems. I'm worried about my future. Okay, good. Good. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not you know, saying that your problems are good. It's good that you're I not you getting carried away with the rhetoric. Rhetoric does not supply food, does not supply you for a pension. It supplies you just aggravation. It's counterproductive. It's counterproductive, yes. And I understand where they're all coming from, but come on, let's get let's give them at least the hundred days. You know, the big hundred days. Yes, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna do that. Okay, let's give him the hundred days. Yeah, give him a hundred days. Give and, him a, see see where he's heading. Okay. And I tell I've told all my friends. I wrote a years, very yeah. nice little email, and I and I and they were like, "Wow, okay, that's a good one. It's good." They liked it. They liked how I worded it. Yes. And it was like a little speech. Like, look, I loved Obama, but he wasn't perfect. You think that I, I, the thing I don't like about Trump is that he's very arrogant, but I said, but let's be honest, Trump, uh, Obama was arrogant too. He had his moments of arrogance. You bet, baby. You got it. So he's not perfect. He you, was a human being. Men are arrogant. Yes, especially when they're politicians, especially when they're rock stars and famous. And I happen to know another side of that story too. He was arrogant to Michelle. I'm sure. He was arrogant to Michelle. But I mean, you're, you're going to hate a man. Let's just, I don't care for him either. I do not like him, but there's nothing I can do. I'm not going to break someone's shop window and ruin their business in order to, I don't know, what it, I don't know what they think is going to happen. I don't know. Well, here's the good news. I think common sense, I'm, I'm going to pray for the people. I really am. I'm going to pray for them that, that they get some common sense and really hope for that, that uh, Donald Trump for the next four years is a good president. So if he's not, then he's gone. But if he is, then we give him another four years. In other words, let us see what he's going to do. And my attitude is, okay, kid, you got the gig. Do it. Lead That's us. It. Prove it. us wrong. Prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. Prove me. Prove my attitude wrong. And if you do, if you change my life or my family's life, I will vote for you next time. And I think you will. Uh, anyways, I did get that word, just so you know. Uh-huh. I saw that action. And sure enough, um, that board... Marco Rubio changed his vote. See, he changed his vote today. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to fool with any of the Republicans, you know, pulling rank on him because uh, I'm not really happy with Charles Schumer right now at all. He said he was going to be, you know, he's not going to work for the Democratic Party. Well, he has to work for the people. And so far, see, 
which is different than Trump. Trump is not a lifelong Republican. He's never been a Republican. <laughs> I wouldn't know. He's a man of the people. He's always been a Democrat. Just changed parties four years ago. I I'm just remember you. him uh, in the 90s being a celebrity, a celebrity billionaire playboy. And he would go on shows like Howard Stern. And it was like, well, look at this guy. What a life. That's, a, that's what I would always think. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this guy. He's arrogant and he gets what he wants. Yeah, but he's 70 years old now. He's he, 70 years yeah. old now. And he's yeah. settled. He's, he does have lovely children, I have to say. Yeah, well, have to say. I don't know about the older two boys, but the, no, women, no, the women and the youngest, they are gorgeous. Yeah, they are. And I, I was more impressed with Ivanka. Wow. Being a, a, she's also a model. Yeah. I was impressed with how poised she and she, when she walked in and her her coat and the whole <laughs> thing. And I'm like, look at her. She's like really working it. I she's wish I good. had that kind of grace. She's good. She <laughs> she's is very good. graceful. She's like a swan. She's beautiful. She's and um, I don't know. I, I I kind of I kind of like her more than anyone. Yeah, I like her. Yeah. I like her too. I like her too. I think I could probably have a cup of tea with her more than. Melania, I don't think I Melania could. doesn't speak English that well, to be very honest. For I don't me. think yeah. I could relate to Melania. She's gorgeous. She She's is. Gorgeous. I'm not going to deny that. And her outfit, beautiful. And mm. they were comparing it to Jackie, mm-hmm. the powder blue, mm-hmm. the whole. Absolutely. And she too is also very poised mm-hmm. and very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of money there. You could tell. Mm-hmm. But okay, good for her. But she, she'll bring. She'll make him happy. If you know what I mean, she'll sure. make him happy. Keep them settled a little bit, as Let's they say. Let's hope so, yeah. Keep yeah. them settled. Otherwise, men can, you know, they're like puppies. They, they go wandering around. Get a little say. lost. <laughs> they do. A little distracted. But all I have to say is, I don't like them, but go ahead. Prove us wrong. Okay. Change our lives. Okay. Let's give you a shot. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about it. Good. It's done. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Heats, um, this... I saw the press secretary today. I, I have no idea what he said because I was getting my nail done. Mm-hmm. And I, but he looks so much better today. He came out like a little bulldog, you know, the other day and he read something and he pissed everybody off and then With went the away. the numbers, yeah. Uh, he was better today. I saw his body language. He just looked better. <laughs> he was happier and he answered questions and thanked the Lord. So everything seemed to be better today. And then we got rid of TPP today. Nobody understands how dangerous it was to our, and, and nobody knows about it. Nobody, I, I just, I didn't know, I didn't know, and I know, you know, what was in it. Sure. I didn't know that Obama did a executive order on it. That's so undemocratic. It's unbelievable, because to be honest about it, you have to talk about it publicly, and then you have to have Congress, you know, support you. And once they read the real bill, they were given one that had 800 pages. It wasn't the real bill. It was 5,500 pages was the real bill. Right. 5,500. And get the time to read that. Or oh. the patience. No, no, no. But all I heard all weekend was uh, bad stuff. And and quite frankly, I'd rather just watch a movie, hang out with my family and friends. And, yeah. and if the friends are talking about it, I walk away. Okay, here's, here's the deal. Okay. This is what I'm going to tell you. Tell me. I have a following of, because I am the voice of the middle-class American. Okay. And I, I, I wear that mantle proudly. I was named that on television. Okay. And I was in front of the the fountain that's in front of the capital mm-hmm. of the United States of America. And somebody that was in a class in front of me, you know, he was, he was in Congress already about two years, mm-hmm. 
he he noticed that I was there. He noticed the cameras, and he said, "What are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing with her?" <laughs> oh my! She's not even in Congress. Was that Newt? No, that was that picture. Else. This is another else. occasion. This is another another occasion. And, mm-hmm. and uh, why do you why are you interviewing her? What she's not even in Congress. And they this this was the this was the stab of death for me because I never got a dime from the Republicans. Well, she has something to say. Who <laughs> <laughs> said that? That was the end of that. <laughs> and. What I had to say is that we had to work on a balanced budget in order to get lower interest rates for mortgages, in order to really have a future, pay down our debt. We had to get a balanced budget because every year that you do not balance your budget or in your monthly budget, if you don't balance your budget, you go into debt. And after three, four months of not balancing your budget, you will be in so much debt. And then pretty soon you say, oh, who cares? Who cares? You know what I mean? In other words, you sort of give up. Well, we've given up in America. So here's the deal. It's really, really takes guts. I'm telling you, and I, I know you don't know about it. And I know your friends don't know about it. He's put out an executive order that they freeze hiring for all governmental jobs. Freeze hiring. Okay. Well, you know, that's payola. People are just waiting to get their little jobs. We're going to help him, and then we'll get a little job. This is how it works for years, years and years and years. So people add it on. This is from that regime. This is from that regime. And you have bloated bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. And he's also going to lay off and when they retire, not fill that position, many governmental workers. And I have to tell you a little secret. When I was young, even younger than you, even younger than you. Mm-hmm. I was a school teacher, and my, quote, fiancé, boyfriend, and then fiancé, worked on the Hill. He was worked for a congressman. So I was there. And there was this big capital, and then there was one building here, then one building here on each side, okay? That's all there was, okay? Mm-hmm. When I came back 30 years later to run for United States Congress, there were three blocks of buildings, on one side and three blocks of buildings on the other side. So they had committees for the committees of the committee's committee. I swear to God. And the committees would go here in front of television and they put their glasses around about right like this, you Mm -hmm. know, over their nose and go, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, uh-huh. And it wasn't even the congressman. It was his legislative assistant or his secretary, or his brother-in-law. Who in the heck knows? But you had committee of committees of the committees. And that's what you call the growing of fungus, the growing of mold, the growing of unnecessary expenses for the government. And that's why I ran for Congress. Because at the end of it, those three blocks were gone. Okay? And we were back to... On this side is the House, and on this side is the Senate, and this is the people's capital. The people's capital. Right. And we have to go back to that. He just made that order today. You don't know it yet. You don't. That takes balls because you're not very popular with the state people, but trust me, (laughs) the people in Washington 
I don't like Donald Trump. <laughs> so you, you have to give him credit for having guts. You have to give him credit. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you don't like him. You got to give him credit for having guts. He is making a difference, and we'll see what happens. Okay? We promise you. So next week, we're going to have our lovely Carol with, no, Carol Bucard. She doesn't have a, does she? I think Carol does. I think she does. Yeah, she does. So we have two Carols with an E. We're going to have our Samuel Lopez back again with more legal uh, ramifications that we have to know about. And we have 10 seconds to say good night, everybody. See you Friday at Rotary. That's it for this edition of Lifestyles Magazine Radio with your host and editor-in-chief of Lifestyles Magazine, Beverly Kennedy. Next time, more guests and information on the financial illiteracy that is rampant in Florida. More sorting out financial facts from fiction. Thanks for listening to Lifestyles Magazine Radio every week. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.